0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations, Amanda, and our wonderful, wonderful guest, Brianna Gunn. So Bri is a marketing marketing strategist and a business mentor for success-driven entrepreneurs. And for the last decade, she's built an effective and sustainable sales funnels. And she's helped her clients generate over ten million in sales and increase their revenue by over three hundred percent. Oh wow! Um, But she's you know along this journey, she's also noticed how burnt out so many entrepreneurs are. And Bree believes that we can excel in both business and life. And you know, so do I. Absolutely. So today. We're going to be talking about how you can succeed in sales while living your own life freely and fully and the systems that you need to make that happen. So, welcome, Brianna. We are so happy to have you here today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> right. Well, this is going to be an amazing conversation. And, you know, if any of our listeners are joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. Uh, And please take that moment to subscribe, to claim your career crown, wherever you get your podcasts and to make sure, you know, you just don't miss a single episode. They're this good. And while we're on the subject, um, please click all five stars and share the love. Okay, let's get this kicked off. Uh, (laughs) Brie. What you're doing to help entrepreneurs is so inspiring because you know I've certainly been there in sales, you know, closing multi-million dollar deals and truly getting to feel like I was on a plane every week, um, at a given time, you know, that you can really get burned out. So, can you share what your professional journey was and how you got into your career?
1: Absolutely, so, others succeed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry for interrupting. Um, this audio is is challenging because you're trying to do the cute thing and it doesn't always work. Um, so I started out my career as in sales, actually. And I sold cell phones and cars and all kinds of things and um, decided that I wanted to be a lawyer. So I went and got my pre-law degree and, was, and got a job at a law firm and realized I didn't want to be a lawyer. No offense to lawyers. I absolutely love the law. I just want to do the fun stuff. I wanted to solve the problems and figure out all of the um, Wise and the hows and you know get the bad guy, um, and that's not really what lawyers do. So um, I pivoted and decided that I was going to be a legal assistant. And then I got pregnant, and the stress of working at a law firm was just a little more than what I was willing to engage with as a mom. And came home and applied for a what felt like a bajillion online jobs, and you know every everything feels so weird and is this real? And this was a decade ago um, and fell in with a company that was willing to give me a chance and learned everything they threw at me. So they were like, do you know how to do this? Nope, but I'm going to figure it out. And um, just kept figuring it out. And 10 years later, I'm teaching people how to do all the things that seemed so overwhelming at the time. Yeah. Wow, and
0: that's that's so true. It's really about the the fit, the culture fit, because skills are things that we can learn and we do learn and we continue to learn throughout our careers. And uh there are so many times that we we face that fork in the road. So um that's really inspiring to hear about how you, you know, your your path led you into sales. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I love that you kept pivoting and that you were willing to learn all these new skills. You know, you went into it um, bravely, I think, you know, yeah. some people might be kind of scared to take on a job where they don't know how to do everything, but it's good that you push yourself and you and you take it on and you learn it. Yeah,
1: I've never been one to, to shy away from a challenge. And yeah. I, I knew that if I could just get my foot in the door, that's all I needed. And, yeah. um, you know, I ran with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's amazing. Um, so I look at some of what you've done and you've talked about how your clients work crazy hours. They never take vacation and they're always stressed. Why do you think success driven people and especially entrepreneurs are so likely to fall into this always on go, go, go lifestyle? I think we've
1: I think it's a combination of of glorifying the hustle. <laughs> and and. You know, and then you see everyone else on the beach saying, I'm on vacation. I'm sorry. If you have your laptop on your lap on the beach, you are not on vacation. You are working. Let's stop lying to ourselves about what a vacation is. Um, I think the go, go, go comes from being afraid of being left behind. And, you know, when you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur with a small team, oftentimes your business doesn't run if you're not in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we cultivate this, this hustle attitude and really hustle is is a sprint. It's not a marathon. And we we treat it like it's a marathon
2: and then we burn out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so true. It's definitely something I've noticed more in American culture than in other cultures. Um, Mm -hmm. I lived in Europe for a year and I lived in South America for a year. And I feel like, at least in my experience, it it, it doesn't seem like people there are quite as... um, job obsessed in the way that Americans are. I feel like Americans are a little bit more, um, we're more obsessed with our careers and it, it makes it harder for us to step away on the weekends and on vacation and on the holidays.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. So when you're going to say something. Yeah, I was I knew- <laughs> I
0: was just thinking about this. I, I think there is a side also when you are the entrepreneur, you're the founder, you're the the president, CEO of the company. There are a lot of responsibilities and things that you have that you know you do need to find a way to delegate and to trust your team, uh, and that's really an important lesson to learn. And I know that last year um, I took a month vacation, and my team executed on everything beautifully with Amanda, of course, taking the lead and managing the team. Thank you, thank you for letting me have that incredible experience of uh, the, the, the trip that I was able to take. And it's about you know creating those systems and processes. And I know we're going to get into talking about that today, but I want to just encourage our audience that what Bree has to share with you is really going to allow you to, to take those steps um, in your life so that you can find that balance
1: Mm -hmm. balance is so important it's and you know it's so funny the work-life balance when you're working from home doesn't really exist so you have to build barriers and boundaries around it you know if that means putting a sticky note on your door that says work hours are or you know closing the lid of your laptop and buying a tv so you're not using your laptop for entertainment and work um You know, there's all kinds of things that can be done so that you are almost forced to keep your boundaries
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and pull yourself out of the hustle.
2: Yeah. And that leads right into my next question, actually, which was about boundaries, because you've talked about the importance of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, why, Why are they so vital and how can even the busiest of workers make boundaries at work and actually stick to them?
1: You know, it's harder. Like I said, we're all working from home right now, or most of us are. And, or we work from home very recently and the line blurs. I mean, we had to restart this podcast recording because my son burst into the room after, you know, a five minute conversation about how mommy's busy. So I think (laughs) the biggest thing with boundaries is having grace for yourself and for others, understanding Mm -hmm. that we are sharing space that maybe we wouldn't have been sharing otherwise, and then doing things that work for you. So for me, that meant literally putting a sticky note on my door that said office hours and you know locking the door when I wasn't working. It's shutting down your computer or your laptop completely at the end of the night so that booting it back up is kind of a pain in the butt so that you don't you're not tempted to go go to work for just just a little bit because it's never just a little bit. It's setting up an autoresponder that dictates your office hours and says hey i've got your message i thank you so much for reaching out to me my office hours are this to this i do not work weekends or holidays it's planning ahead for vacations you know just because you're the single person running your business doesn't mean you can't take an unplugged vacation you just have to plan ahead um you know it's those little tiny baby steps in boundaries that eventually you won't need the crutch of the of the sticky note. You won't need the crutch of, of the autoresponder. But giving yourself a little bit of help when you're starting out is important. And then above all, give yourself a lot of grace. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and that's yeah. so true. I mean, I'm just going to jump in there because I know that that's one thing when I did take that month off. Um, I did plan for that. And I started doing work and working ahead at least uh, 60 days prior so that. I because I was going to be in areas where I had no Internet availability and I would have incredibly limited availability um, uh, on the business days. And uh, so that was one thing that I did. And I such a believer of planning. We all are here (laughs) that uh, when you do that, then you can you can actually execute on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I plan a vacation every quarter. It's not huge, but I plan, you know, a good five days that I'm unplugged where I'm not in the business, but it does take time. You, you have to plan ahead. You have to work ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I like what you said, too, about um, communicating those boundaries. You said that you talked to your son about it. Um, you say you have an, an autoresponder set up for your email. I think that's really important with boundaries is making sure that others understand your boundaries, too, so they're not trying to encroach on your time um, mm-hmm. when, when you're not available. Yep.
1: You can even go so far as to write it into your contracts. Uh, When you send over a business proposal, let them know when you're available. Um, Limiting, you know, phone calls to certain days. There's all kinds of tips and tricks that you can use to set boundaries. The challenge is figuring out which ones work for you.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So what is the key to maintaining product sales even when you're on vacation and you're disconnected? So the biggest thing
1: that's going to keep your sales pipeline open is consistency and that's consistency in your communication. So that means getting a scheduler for your social media. That means having your emails already pre-scheduled to go out to your list. Um, when I go on vacation, the only way people know I'm on vacation is if they email me directly because they'll get my little vacation autoresponder that everybody thinks is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, so if you, if you want to know what it says, email me when I'm on vacation. Um, but You know, it's it's planning ahead. It's it's getting really strategic with that time. And so, you know, when I head out for vacation, I make sure I have a whole week of content prepped. I make sure that um, I now have a small team. So I make sure my assistant knows what needs to go on. But before I had an assistant, I made sure that I touched each of my clients individually and I reached out and said, hey, I'm going on vacation from this day to this day. Is there anything that you might need while I'm gone? Because I'd like to complete it prior to taking some time off. And, you know, I had people that were, Oh my gosh, you're taking an actual unplugged vacation. What do you need? And they saw me do it and realized I didn't die. Nothing, nothing broke. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, And then suddenly all of my clients wanted to take vacations too. Um, you know, it's that planning ahead piece that that content loading piece is really, really key. And it's making sure that consistency wise, you're, you're maintaining the same level of engagement that you would be if you weren't on vacation. You may not be responding to comments on social media like you would be. But if you have an assistant, you could assign that task to them. Um, and if not, you know, nothing's going to happen in three to five days that you can't deal with when you get back.
0: Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there with B2B uh, sales. One of the things is that when you have a really strong communication plan, so once again, you spent the time uh, to strategically put that together, um, and then um, uh, put the tools and the method in place to execute on that in a tactical way. Um, once again, that that enables your team um, and to step in and to manage you know that your that book of business you know whether it's four days five days two weeks what have you so that you can truly you know just say i'm i'm on vacation literally <laughs> you know <laughs> and sometimes you know you go to some place where you, they can't reach you right, right. where you can just truly enjoy um just Whatever it is you enjoy, whether it's, you know, hiking in Yosemite or, you know, you know, being on a beach in, you know, Fiji. Right. I mean, just so that you can have that that space. Um, and that's really important. So there is a number of things from that sales B2B sales perspective that you can do to put that in place. And so, you know, I think that that really leads into what I was going to ask you about was um, for sales. Um, what are systems that you found that work really well and what makes up the the parts or the guts of those systems?
1: That's a really good question. So most of my clients find, find me because they're looking to automate. They are tired of being the one that pushes the sale out, that goes live, that does all of the crazy jumping up and down, jumping into pools situations. So one of the best tools for automation is going to be an email autoresponder um, and, a CR- and a CRM. So, you know, when you bring people into your world, getting them in, onto an email list where you can have emails ready to go preloaded with your content, including your sales pitch, is going to automate your sales faster than anything else. The other thing you can do, like I said before, is take social media and pre-schedule social, your social media pitches, So I, I have a rule because I'm a one-on-one service provider. I am coming out later this year with a mastermind program, but until then, you know, it's me fulfilling my client's needs. So for me, I have, it's, I have to be very high touch, but I don't want to be high touch all the time. So it's finding the right tools to do the outreach. It's finding the right tools and, and scheduling those calls to action so that you don't always, you're not always selling because that is. T- take it from someone who used to sell cars. It's a huge turnoff. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you can you can talk till you're blue in the face, but if all you're doing is talking about buying your programs, people are going to tune you out. So you have to make sure you have an even mix. Um, if you're looking for specific numbers, typically for every four general posts, you can do one pitch. That's kind of a best practices rule of thumb um, for like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram Because you don't want to be known as the person who always sells, right? You need to provide high value. So one of the best things you can do in addition to having an autoresponder, a CRM, and scheduling your social media is to make sure that whatever you're doing, however your outreach is, whether it's in person or online, that the value you provide before you ever ask for the sale is top notch. Because then people wonder, well, if that was free, what do I get if I pay her? Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I'm going to add to that too. You know, from that, you know, that that B2B um, sales uh, relationships, that uh, there's a certain part where you definitely automation and tools are very important, but you also don't want to become a robot, and you need to be very aware of that. I really encourage our clients to um, create templates, and once again, it just comes down to that plan and the cadence you know, of that outreach and adding value, every step along the way, adding value, because it really gives people a taste of what it's going to be like to work with you. Uh, And it's so important that they don't feel like they're being hunted, like somehow they've got a target on their back. And when you're consistently delivering value, um, you really do overcome that, that feeling of, of, you know, like, you know, you're just a number to them. Right? You're really making the connection. So, uh, Bria, I just have to ask you, um, you know, like as we're rounding up and finishing up this uh, podcast, what are your final tips, you know, uh, for achieving sales success, you know, while still having time for your family time and me time?
1: So, the first thing I would say is set your boundaries, sit down and figure out what your office hours are because. You're going to be more motivated to work on the things that aren't so fun if you know you only have to do it for a certain period of time. Pull your expectations back and get realistic. We're in a very weird time right now um, as we're recording this. And, you know, things are moving at a different pace than they used to. And paces change. So giving yourself a whole bunch of grace for your launches and your programs is going to go far. Making sure you plan ahead. And like Lynn said, don't rely solely on automations make sure you're checking on things make sure the emails are actually going out make sure that your your things are being posted where they're supposed to be posted because technology is great until it fails and it never (laughs) is going to fail um and that's okay that's what it's supposed to do um you know we need to be smarter than than the robots that we use to send our information out Um, and, you know, reach out to people who are further ahead in the, in the journey and find out what they're doing that, that helps them be successful. Find out what tools, tips and tricks you can glean from them. Most of us out there would be happy to hop on a quick 30 minute phone call with you. You know, we want more entrepreneurs in the workspace. We want more business owners and you know, you can read all the books you want, but it really is taking the pieces that work for you and replicating them over and over and over again. And if you and if someone tells you that in order to be successful, you have to do 10 jumping jacks every morning and you hate jumping jacks, you're not going to do that. So don't take that piece of advice. Say thank you, smile and move on. Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> that is so true. And uh, I I really want to encourage everyone to to think about that, because uh, there's so much out there, but there are certain things that really don't fit for you. But then there's other things that make you uncomfortable. And those are the things to say, well, why does this make me feel uncomfortable? And to question whether or not um, it's just that that you've put some self-limiting beliefs there. And you do actually need to to break down some of those barriers and try something new and stretch yourself. Um, that's one of the most important things. Um, in this dynamic time that we live in is that you need to be able to learn, unlearn and relearn because things are just changing so quickly.
1: You can use the I have a, I have a three question test that I use when, I, when I'm when i uncomfortable about something. And I always ask myself, does this align with my core values? And if, and if that the answer to that question is yes, then I move on to the next question. Does this align with my current goals in my business? Yes. Great. And the third question is, does this impede my other time, my family, my downtime, my personal time in any way? And if I if it passes all three, then the fear is probably fear of, of the unknown and fear of growth. If I hit a wall and get a no, then the fear or the anxiety that I'm feeling because of it is probably because it goes against the grain of who I am and what I stand for. Hmm. Yeah, that's good that, advice. That's-
0: yeah, that is, that's
1: what a perfect way to end this. Wow,
0: Brianna, that was uh, just, a, that that was the, the home run right at the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your knowledge, you know, about having sales systems and how they allow you to maintain work-life balance. Um, and I would really love to have you share with our listeners how the, and where they can find out more about you.
1: You can find me at Briannagun.com or on LinkedIn at Brianna Gunn, Facebook at The Brianna Gun, or TikTok.
0: All right. And we'll make sure to share all of those links. Um, and uh, Brianna, mind that this has been such a great, uh, great conversation. And I also want to reach out to our audience. If you have any ideas that you would like to share, um, you can chime off in the comment section. You know, we really do appreciate that. And we love to hear from you. And if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for the discussion, you can also email us at join the conversation at petite to And finally, uh, to stay current on all of our informative advice and breakthrough advantages, uh, please take that one moment to sign up for our weekly wisdoms at petite toqueen.com. Okay, thank you everyone. Thanks for listening.